Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hi. Wow. Um, we've just had thunder. We haven't got it at the moment. It's stopped for the time being. Um, we don't have any rain, just thunder on its own. Um, and it woke me up. It's very, very loud, so it must have been quite near to us. Um, so, yeah, uh, not very happy getting woken up very early by thunder <laughs> especially as it's not raining i don't mind thunder when it's raining but when it's when it's not you know it's a waste of thunder <laughs> anyway how are we all today are we all good really really hope so um so got lots of things on today um i am uh going to um my mum's house uh and we're all having sunday dinner around there so uh, my stepdad makes the most amazing roast dinner so i think we're having roast pork today uh so that will be my roast dinner my that's going to be my um lovely 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 dinner um yeah he makes lots of nice food he's very very good my mum's not very well um so he looks after her um and he works bless him he works very very hard um but he also then comes home and does everything in the house as well because my mum can't quite do a lot at the moment so um we need to go and help him today uh we're gonna go and sort of although he's doing the cooking for us all we're going to be sort of having a little bit of a spring clean at my mum's so that um, he doesn't have to do that bit. Oh, my goodness me. Right. Well. What about uh, a riddle? So what was yesterday's riddle and did anybody get it? Mm. So it was, I'm just going to have a quick look because I can't quite remember what it was. It was, you answer me, although I never asked you any questions. Oh, well, why would you answer it or answer them if they don't ask you any questions? Hmm. If it's a telephone. <laughs> it's a telephone of course it is so there you go did you get it well done if you did um so i have got another riddle for you today and it is one from my son okay so how many letters are in the alphabet? Ooh, A, B, C, D, E. Count them up. <laughs> How many letters are in the alphabet? Do you know? Well, maybe the right answer isn't quite as easy as you think. Who knows? <laughs> um i've got something for you to try we have tried it we tried it yesterday um and um, i prefer if i'm going to give you an experiment to do or something you know especially if it could get messy i prefer to uh 
try it out with my children first because then I know if it works or not. It works and my kids, even my little one, was super amazed by it, okay? Um, so I will tell you how to do that in a sec. Um, but we're going to have a fun fact first. So, okay, you know when your um, mummy or your daddy unlock the car door and they point like the little remote control thing at it and they beep it yeah well it only works from a certain distance so if you're out of that range it doesn't work but do you know how you can extend that range and i really really would like you to try this um and see whether it's it works or not <laughs> um so if you are outside the range you can extend it by a couple of car lengths okay so quite a distance and um all you have to do is point it at your head that's right not at the car at your head so try it because apparently all the fluids that are inside your head make up a, a fantastic conductor and it's such a fantastic conductor it extends the range of the um the remote so there you go I'm not sure i don't think that it could harm anything <laughs> um a little you know waves running through the, the thing of your head um because it wouldn't tell you to do it if if there was anything wrong with that would they i hope um maybe instead of pointing it at your parents head they could point it at your head um and see whether it works at a you know um through a third party sort of thing who knows oh i just think that's such an amazing thing and i am really going to try it um i haven't been out in my car for a while so um but on monday i might because if i stand in my the thing is where where i park my car if i stand in the house i can it's in range so i don't need to do it so i'd have to do it if i was parked at work and as I came out of the door at work, people would think I was going absolutely mad standing at the doors, the front doors of the hospital, uh, pointing my remote control thing for my car <laughs> at my head. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know. But anyway, that is the fun fact of the day. Maybe ask your teachers if they would like to try it out. Mm -hmm. Now. This is what you could try at home. What you're going to need is a plastic food bag. You know, those ones that have got like, um, uh, well, it could either be one that zips up the top, across the top, or um, just one that's got like the sticky thing. As long as you fill it with water, well, fill it halfway with water, three quarters of the way with water, and then um zip it up or pop it up or make sure there's no leakage turn it upside down make sure that there's no leakage okay so 
then you get several very sharp pencils. Yeah. And you poke the pencils through the bag so that they go straight in and straight back out the other side. All through the water, you know, through, through the actual water, nothing happens. You get the pencil going through the front, through the water and out the back. And you can do as many pencils as you like. Okay. And it's a bit like if you're playing a game of, uh, what's that called? Kaplunk, um, where you just stick the things through, the straws through. So you don't have to use pencils. You could use sharp straws or um, sharp sticks, uh, maybe uh, wooden skewers something like that as long as they're quite sharp because they have to go right the way through um but then you can move it around and as long as the pencils don't come out or the whatever you've used doesn't come out the water will stay in the bag so amazing however when you finished poking and sticking things in it, hold over a sink or a bowl and pull one of the things out. And then as soon as you pull it out, the hole appears and the water starts pouring out. And then you can pull them out one at a time and each and every hole you'll get water pouring out from. How awesome is that? You've still got holes in the bag while the pencils or whatever are still in there, but nothing comes out. My child, well, all three of my kids were amazed by this, but my youngest, he's four, and he was totally, totally just couldn't believe it. He was waiting for the water to come out bless him um so there you go that's something for you to try isn't it um right uh first of all we're going to say that it's fashion day today uh so get dressed up in i don't know kind of broad or loud colors or something that you think is fashionable and just wear that all day and then go around being a fashion model um it's also national sugar cookie day so whoa sugar cookies sounds lovely um i do like sugar well just like cookies actually doesn't matter <laughs> They don't have to be called sugar cookies, just like cookies. Uh, so um, those are the days, those are the only two days that it is today. Um, but I have got um, a couple of things here to say. So I did ask you on uh, one of the, the episodes what, because um, I, I put the question on the end of the episode so that you could interact um and it was what land would you like to go to 
at the top of the faraway tree. The land of birthdays was a very popular one. Um, so we had the three that we we had were the land of birthdays, the land of presents, the theme running there, isn't there? <laughs> and also the land of desserts. Um, so, Andrew, you were the only one that didn't want to go to anywhere that gave you presents. You wanted to go to desserts and I don't blame you. I'd have wanted to go there as well. Um, mind you, there's quite a lot of uh like quite a lot of um different lands that i would like to go to but the land of any anywhere that serves desserts or just food in general would be really really good uh so yeah i think i'll join andrew in the land of desserts if that's okay with you we'll go together yeah <laughs> um and i did ask also um, I asked you an impossible question, and that was, uh, why is it called chilly when it's hot? Because it sounds, you know, strange and weird. So, um, actually, I have an answer. Lots of people said, um, or the, the the main answer seemed to be that scientists just made up a word um however i looked into it a little bit and apparently there's a whole it's a whole different meaning because chili where which is hot so chili con carne or the pepper or something like that is spelt c-h-i-l-l-i with an i on the end okay chili when it's cold when it's a little bit chilly, <laughs> is C-H-I-L-L-Y, with a Y on the end. And apparently that makes a big difference. It makes a difference because you are um, spelling it so differently. I mean, it's not really so differently, is it? Um, just one letter, but that makes all the difference. Um, so... That's what the uh, researchers have said. <laughs> so there you go. Now, I'm not going to answer the impossible question today. Only because um, I actually am not 100% sure how to answer it. Um, Mia asked this question and that was, um, how did humans arrive on the earth? Um, which is a very good question. <laughs> However, there are two different trains of thought and it all depends on um, which one you believe. It also depends on which one um, your parents believe because they're the ones that raise you with that thought. So uh, tomorrow I will tell you because um, you could either go with either one of them, um, but... I don't want to upset anybody by saying it's the one I believe in because that might not be the way you've brought been brought up. So um, I will just say that there are two trains of thought and it would be better to ask your mum and dad what they think. <laughs> uh, so maybe go and ask your mum and dad what their opinion is. Um, and then you'll get the answer to that 
impossible question uh, because I don't want to upset anybody. There you go. Um, so, Mia, I do apologise for not giving you the full answer. Um, I just feel that it's one of those questions that only parents can answer. So there you go. <laughs> now, we have a new book. And um, I've just seen somebody walk past with an umbrella. So it's obviously raining out there. Um, so it's not thundering anymore. Oh, yeah, I can. You can see it is raining, which is yes. I love it. Um, so we'll all play out in the rain now. <laughs> uh, so, yes, I'm going to read a new story and it's called uh, The Naughtiest Girl. Ooh, well, let us see what it's all about. Probably about a naughty girl. Um, but, uh, let's have a look. Yep, the naughtiest girl. Let's find the first chapter. There we go. And the first chapter is called The Naughty Spoilt Girl. Oh, we all know one of those, don't we? <laughs> right. Here goes. She's called Elizabeth Allen. You'll have to go to school, Elizabeth, said Mrs Allen. I think your home tutor is quite right. You are spoilt and naughty. And although Daddy and I were going to leave you here with Mrs Scott when we went away, I think it would be better for you to go to school. <gasps> Elizabeth stared at her mother in dismay. What? Leave her home? And her pony? And her dog? Go and be with a lot of children she would hate? Oh, no, I don't think so. She wouldn't go. I'll be good with Mrs Scott, she said. You've said that before, said her mother. Miss Scott says she can't stay with you any longer. Elizabeth, is it true that you put earwigs in her bed last night? Elizabeth giggled. <laughs> yes, she said. <gasps> Miss Scott is so frightened of them. It's silly to be afraid of earwigs, isn't it? It is much sillier to put them into somebody's bed, said Mrs Allen sternly. You have been spoilt and you think you can do what you like. You're an only child and we love you so much, Daddy and I, that I think we have given you too many lovely things and allowed you too much freedom. Oh, Mummy, if you send me to school, I shall be so naughty there that they'll send me back home again, said Elizabeth, shaking her curls back. She was a pretty girl with laughing blue eyes and dark brown curls. All her life she had done as she liked. Six home tutors had come and gone, but not one of them had been able to make Elizabeth obedient or good-mannered. 
You can be such a nice little girl, they'd all said to her, but all you can think of is getting into mischief and being rude about it. And now, when she said that she would be so naughty at school that they would have to send her home, her mother looked at her in despair. She loved Elizabeth very much and wanted her to be happy. But how could she be happy if she did not learn to be as other children were? You have been alone too much, Elizabeth, she said. You should have had other children to play with and to work with. I don't like other children, said Elizabeth sulkily. It was quite true. She really didn't like boys and girls at all. They were always shocked at her mischief and her rude ways. And when they said they wouldn't join in her naughtiness, she laughed at them and said they were babies. Then they told her what they thought of her, and Elizabeth didn't like that at all. So now the thought of going away to school and living with other boys and girls made Elizabeth feel dreadful. Oh, please don't send me, she begged. I really will be good at home. No, Elizabeth, said her mother. Daddy and I must go away for a whole year. And as Miss Scott won't stay, and we could not expect to find anyone else quickly before we go, it is best you should go to school. You have a good brain and you should be able to do your work well and get to the top of the class and then we shall be proud of you. I shan't work at all, said Elizabeth, pouting. I won't work a bit and they'll think I'm so stupid they won't keep me. Oh, well, Elizabeth, if you want to make things difficult for yourself, you'll have to, said mother getting up. We have written to Miss Bell and Miss Best, who run Whiteleaf School, and they are willing to take you next week. When the new term begins, Miss Scott will get all your things ready. Please help her all you can. Well, Elizabeth was very angry and very upset. She did not want to go to school. She hated everybody especially silly children. Miss Scott was horrid to say she wouldn't stay. Suddenly, Elizabeth wondered if she would stay if she asked her very, very nicely. She ran to find her home tutor. Miss Scott was busy sewing Elizabeth's name onto a pile of brown stockings. Are these new stockings? asked Elizabeth in surprise. I don't wear stockings, I wear socks. You have to wear stockings at Whiteleaf School, said Miss Scott. Elizabeth stared at the pile and then she suddenly put her arms around Miss Scott's neck. Oh, Miss Scott, she said, please stay with me. I know I'm sometimes naughty, but I don't want you to go. What you really mean is that you don't want to go to school, said Miss Scott. I suppose your mother's been telling you. Yes, she has. 
says Elizabeth. Miss Scott, I won't go to school. Well, of course, if you're such a baby as to be afraid of doing what all other children do, then I've nothing more to say, said Miss Scott, beginning to sew another name onto a brown stocking. Elizabeth stood up at once and stamped her foot. Afraid, she shouted. I'm not afraid. Was I afraid when I fell off my pony? Was I afraid when our car crashed into the bank? Was I afraid when, when, when... Oh, don't shout at me, please, Elizabeth, said Miss Scott. I think you are afraid to go to school and mix with obedient, well-mannered, hard-working children who are not spoilt as you are. You know quite well that you wouldn't get your own way, that you would have to share everything instead of having things to yourself as you do now, and that you would have to be punctual, polite and obedient, and you're afraid to go. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, shouted Elizabeth. I shall go, but I shall be so naughty and lazy that they won't keep me and then I'll come back home and then you'll have to look after me again. So there. My dear Elizabeth, I shan't be here, said Miss Scott, taking another stocking. I am going to another family where I shall have two little boys to teach. I am going the day you go to school so you can't come back home because I shan't be here. Your father and mother will be away and the house will be shut up. Elizabeth burst into tears. She sobbed so loudly that Miss Scott, who was really fond of the spoilt naughty girl, put her arms around her and comforted her. Now don't be silly, she said. Most children simply love school. It's great fun. You play games, you go for walks all together, you have the most lovely lessons and you will make such a lot of friends. You have no friends now and it's a dreadful thing not to have a single friend. You're very lucky. I'm not, wept Elizabeth. Nobody loves me. I'm very unhappy. The trouble is that people have loved you too much, said Miss Scott. You are pretty and merry and rich, so you have been spoilt. People like the way you look, the way you smile and your pretty clothes, so they fuss you and pet you and spoil you instead of treating you like an ordinary child. But it isn't enough to have a pretty face and a merry smile. You must have a good heart too. Nobody had spoken to Elizabeth like this before, and the little girl was astonished. I have got a good heart, she said, tossing her curls back again. Well, you don't show it much, said Miss Scott. Now run away, please, because I've got to count all these stockings and then mark your new vests and bodices. Elizabeth looked at the pile of stockings. She hated them. Nasty brown things. She wouldn't wear them. She'd take her socks to school and wear those if she wanted to. Miss Scott turned to a chest of drawers and began to take out some vests. Elizabeth picked up two brown stockings and pinned them toe to toe. Then she tiptoed to Miss Scott and neatly and quietly pinned them to her skirt. She skipped out of the room giggling. 
Miss Scott carried the vests to the table. She began to count the stockings. There should be six pairs. One, two, three, four, five. She counted. Five? Oh dear me, where's the sixth? She looked on the floor. She looked on the chair. She was really vexed. She counted the pile again. One, two, three, four, five. Then she went to the door and looked for Elizabeth. The little girl was pulling something out of a cupboard on the landing. Elizabeth, called Miss Scott sharply. Have you got a pair of brown stockings? No, Miss Scott, said Elizabeth, making her eyes look round and surprised. Why? Because a pair is missing, said Miss Scott. Did you take them out of this room? No, really, Miss Scott, said Elizabeth truthfully, trying not to laugh as she caught sight of the stockings swinging at Miss Scott's back. I'm sure all the stockings are in the room, Miss Scott. Really? Then perhaps your mother has a pair, said Miss Scott. I'll go and ask her. Off marched the governess down the landing, the pinned brown stockings trailing behind her like a tail. Elizabeth put her head into the cupboard and squealed with laughter. Miss Scott went into her mother's room. Excuse me, Mrs Allen, she said, but have you one of Elizabeth's new pairs of stockings? I've only five pairs. No, I gave them all to you, said Mrs Allen, surprised. They must be together. Perhaps you've dropped them somewhere. Miss Scott turned to go and Mrs Allen caught sight of the brown stockings following Miss Scott. She looked at them in astonishment. Wait, Miss Scott, she said, what's this? She went to Miss Scott and unpinned the stockings. The governess the home home tutor, looked at Mrs. Allen. Elizabeth, of course. Yes, Elizabeth, said Mrs. Allen, always in mischief. I really never knew such a child in my life. It is high time she went to school. Don't you agree, Miss Scott? I do, said Miss Scott heartily. You will see a different and much nicer child when you come back home again, Mrs. Allen. Elizabeth was passing by and heard what her mother and Miss Scott were saying. She hit the door with the book she was carrying and shouted angrily. You won't see me any different, mother. You won't. You won't. I'll be worse. Oh, you couldn't be, said Mrs. Allen in despair. You really couldn't be worse. Oh, my goodness, she does sound awful, doesn't she? Well, that's chapter one. Chapter two is when she actually goes to school and sees whether or not she likes it. Oh, my goodness me. Um. Well, I am glad that I don't have the naughtiest girl. Oh, dearie me. So, um, I hope you're not like that. (laughs) That would be dreadful. Um, So, that's today's episode and I hope you like that story Um, and I hope that you're going to like it as it carries on. Uh, Anyway, 
don't forget to tell me if you do do the experiment with the sharp pencils and the food water in the food bag let me know whether it works for you um and if you want to send me a video of yourself doing it please do we have um email you can send uh, attach things and send them to me you can send me them on messenger uh, on facebook um or you can actually post it on facebook or you can post it on the kudo board and um everybody will be able to see it so let me know <laughs> anyway uh i will Love you and leave you and I'll see you all again tomorrow. So until then, it's just started to thunder again. <laughs> until then, have a lovely day, but make sure that you take care and stay safe. Bye for now. Bye, bye, bye.